Welcome to the Top Advisor Marketing Podcast brought to you by Proudmouth. I'm your host, Matt Halloran. Being your own loud is not new to marketing, but the mindset, strategies, and resources to help you get there are evolving faster than this industry is keeping up. It is time to find a new perspective on what works why and how to move your business forward. Listen as I interview guests to help you learn from them how to be your own loud. Let's get to the show. Hello and welcome to another Top Advisor Marketing Podcast. I am your host, Matt Halloran. Now, there are a lot of people in the world of marketing, but very few have had success being even more hyper-focused from a niche perspective from just financial services professionals. And our guest today, Rebecca Auerhand, is the founder of 401k Marketing. Now, here's the deal. We are going to talk about how you can use marketing techniques to really increase your market share within those plans. We have really not talked about this much on the Top Advisor Marketing Podcast, and so many of you have 401ks that you're managing, right? But you might not know the unbelievable opportunity that's within those 401ks, and we brought the expert of all experts, Rebecca. Welcome to the show. Thanks so much, Matt. I really appreciate it. (laughs) So there's lots of challenges, my friend, right? When it comes to 401k marketing, a a lot of advisors are always just really looking for the rollover, but they don't really realize what's in there. And if they can increase participation, that's really going to feed their business in the future. So talk about that because this is your area of expertise. Okay. All right. So let me start off actually with some stats because we're going to talk about business growth. And there was a regulation in the 401k market in the financial services world, but it's called Secure 2.0. And it's expected by 2035 that retirement plan assets are actually going to double. Double. 2035, which is 10, sorry, 2033, which is 10 years from today, retirement plan assets are supposed to double. That's an extra $2.4 trillion into our financial services entire ecosystem. That's a ton. And it's supposed to have about 2.5 million new plans starting into the 401k world coming soon, which is an additional 51 million new retirement savers. That's a huge opportunity. That is a huge opportunity. So how does one as an advisor, so most of the people who are listening to our show are independent financial advisors, right? A lot of them are RIAs. A lot of them maybe dabble in this, but Rebecca, how how do they attract more of this from a biz dev perspective? How can they start getting a piece of that humongous market? So I'm going to take a couple steps back and I'm going to jump a couple steps forward. In the 401k industry specifically, seven out of two, seven out of 10 new client opportunities are going to come from an existing client or a center of influence introduction. Still very much a referral based business. So that's the first thing. However, referrals nowadays aren't what they were years ago. People have at their fingertips, they have the internet, they have their phones, they have just resources that they've never had. I don't think it's a surprise to anyone on the podcast today that when people receive a referral, what are they going to do? They're going to Google you, right? They're going to check you out. I want to know, what does your website look like? Does it tell me about 401k plans? Do you do 401k plans on your website? I'm going to go on your LinkedIn profile. What education are you sharing on LinkedIn that's going to make me a better 401k plan sponsor? 
And they're starting to go through the digital dialogue and say, okay, is this the right advisor for me? So that's the first thing that advisors can do. Go on your website and say, does it have the words 401k on it? I know that sounds, oh my goodness, of course it does. You would be surprised how many advisors just don't have those four the letter number combinations. The next thing is when you look at your LinkedIn profile, what are you sharing? Is it all wealth management content? Do you have anything in there for business owners? So right now, if you think about this time of year, a lot of business owners are looking for ideas on tax deductions. How can they get that in before the 1231 deadline? What about a retirement plan? Are they maxing out their 401k deferrals? That's an easy home run win just right there in and of itself. One one of our clients, I recently was on his website. I don't know, I was, I was snooping, to be honest. And it immediately popped up, Rebecca, and you would be very proud of him. He had two buttons. One of them was independent wealth management and 401k plans. He actually had that as a pop-up because he tailored his website after that kind of entry segregation, right? And I asked him about it. I was like, hey, Larry, dude, what's going on? He said, we're really landing a lot of 401ks now. And of course, I never asked the follow-up question, which is how are you doing that? But you just answered the question because he works with so many business people and the business people are meeting with him. And he's saying, hey, from a tax perspective, you can do this not only for you, but for your business. So that's absolutely fantastic. Now, how do you find, so you've been in the 401k marketing business for a really long time. And I know that there's a lot of people who use your services who are only 401k advisors, right? But that's not really the case for our audience. How do you think that independent advisors can gain access to this market without diluting their content? How can 401k, how can regular advisors who are not 401k specialists gain access to the 401k world? Oh my goodness. Talk about an opportunity set of a lifetime. <laughs> the first thing, contact your home office. So reach out to your, most home offices across this great nation have a dedicated team of retirement plan consultants. Call them up. Hey guys, I'm into this business. What do I do? How do I get started? And they're probably going to give you some pretty awesome advice. And one of the first pieces they're going to share with you is that in the retirement industry, there's something called the Form 5500 database. It's a public database through the Department of Labor. And then there are companies that will actually help you figure out geolocation, where you are, and then all those wonderful, juicy, ripe plans within an arm's distance of your office. Prospecting goldmine. I didn't realize that there was something like that was really at advisor's fingers. Now, I want all of my listeners to understand, I'm really sorry if you all know that and you're like, dude, how do you not know that? But I, I honestly didn't know that, Rebecca. That's, wow. It's really fantastic. And then you can understand the size of the plans. So a lot of advisors say, I want to work with plans. And then they insert the number under a million, 1 million to 5 million, 5 to 25 whatever the number may be. And then a lot of advisors will also say, I want to work with plans that have X number of employees. And in the 401k world, there's delineation under 100 participants versus over 100 participants. And that's that like magic audit line. So over 100 account balances, it triggers a large plan audit, more complex versus smaller employers. And also 90% of plans have under 100 employees as well. So that's another thing. Yeah, no, cool. 
Absolutely. So there was something that came out a little while ago. And in fact, when you and I met in person, this was a big deal, which was the multi, multi-employer plan, right? And making it so that, can you explain that a little bit and show how that could be just a huge opportunity for advisors sure. also? So they're called PEPs, Pooled Employer Plans. And it's basically where you have an adopt two adopting employers and then a whole bunch of other employers can add to that existing plan. It came out really strong in the marketplace and there was just really smart business owners were like, how do we take it? Retirement plan business owners said, how do we take advantage of it? And originally the thought process was, oh, this is for startup plans. Like this has to be like the easy button for new employers, business owners, new employers. And then what we found over the last couple of years was actually the sweet spot for this is existing plans where they're at that tipping point at a company, they have an HR person's overwhelmed, they don't know what they're doing, they're getting to that level of sophistication, prime opportunity offload the majority of their fiduciary responsibility to a PEP. And that was something that it took just understanding the marketplace more and what the needs of the buyers and the consumers were. And that's been a really cool transition where now it's a more sophisticated plan sponsor that the sale is going towards and not necessarily the startup plan marketplace. Great question. Yeah. I I think it's absolutely fascinating because I remember everybody freaking out at the conference about this was going to be the biggest opportunity. And it's nice to hear the evolution. Now, here's the deal. So now we peaked to the advisor's interest with the stats that you started off with, with the fact that there's these peps in place or that they can use the home office stuff, the 50, what is the number again? 5,500. 5,500 thing, right? Okay. But now it gets back to the core issue of every advisor is they see these opportunities, but they don't know how to manage it from a time perspective. How do you help advisors explore this marketplace, communicate to this marketplace, gain traction within this marketplace without actually taking a substantial amount of the advisor's time? So Michael Kitsis, who's a fantastic researcher and just has a treasure trove of great knowledge out there, he did a study and he asked advisors, what do you spend your time on? What do you do on a day-to-day basis? And he found on average that advisors work around 45 hours a week and that the their pie chart of time is 65% of it is spent servicing clients on average. 14% is on prospecting and business development campaigns, 6% on administration, 6% on just general management of the business, and then around 7% on professional development, learning, education stuff. If you go to 14% of the time is spent on prospecting and business development, what does that mean? How are you prospecting? How, that's a pretty large percentage of your day is doing something biz dev related. That's where we help. Because if you can save 14% of your day from a business development standpoint, that's going to have incredible margins towards your business and efficiencies and success. So my team for retirement plan marketing, what we do is we help come up with a consistent strategy, uh, articles, content marketing, and other ways that you can get in front of the right decision makers, whether it's through search, email, and search and social media, and then combine all of that specifically for employers who are helping and looking for a qualified advisor. Okay. Okay. 
so they can outsource it to you, right? And you and your team can help with that. But it's still terrifically overwhelming, right? There's all of these different channels that they can use. What are you seeing? Because you do this literally every day, all day. What are you seeing works? Like when you guys are deploying a campaign, when you guys are helping them with the content, all of the different things that you do, what's working? The short answer is content marketing. No one nowadays is like picking up the phone When was the last time you answered a cold call? Oh my goodness, I've been waiting here for you patiently. I'm so excited. (laughs) No one does that anymore. It's all really content marketing. You Google stuff, you look it up. And if you keep in mind that still 401k plans are based on a relationship-based business, but that person breadcrumb trail is going to look you up in advance. When they go and look you up, you want content. You want to wow them. You want them to immediately have trust and confidence that you're the right advisor for them. And actually, if you do that successfully, when you do handshake with that person, you've already built so much credibility and momentum that you don't even have to sell them that much at that point. You basically just have to demonstrate professional acumen, knowledge, and experience, which is important, obviously important. But you've done a lot of the foundational work just by the research that person did on their own. So content marketing is really the the easy button to this answer. It's just content marketing is like really vast and big. And obviously we're going to talk about that as well. Yeah. And we talk a lot about this from moving from skeptics to fans, right? So if you're just picking up that phone, you're talking to a skeptic, but if you're actually making great content, building those relationships, and then all of a sudden they do know and trust you because you've established a body of work. So yes, the natural transition there is now I'm trying to attract the fans. What, how do I create? content? How do you help people create content? How does that whole content game work within the 401k industry? So I love the term like, know, and trust. I think people, you have to stop and really think about that, which means I like you as a person. I, I think you're fun. I'm fun. You're fun. We hang out. We like each other. Trust, which means I think that I could trust you with one of my most valued things, which is money. Money is usually a very comfortable, uncomfortable word in our society, but money at the end of the day. And then no, oh, no, and trust. Know you, I have to get to know you, meaning online. Because I'm going to look you up. And I am, as a person who's technically an older millennial, that means I'm actually going to look at your LinkedIn. If you have a Facebook profile, an Instagram profile, Millennials are pretty tech-savvy individuals. Gen Zers are actually even more tech-savvy than millennials are. Not a lot of plan sponsors are Gen Zers, but keep that in mind as we think about the evolution of generations. But no and trust is super important. That does not answer your question. How do we help with content creation? (laughs) So (laughs) every year, my team actually publishes a content calendar. So we sit down as a group. We talk about what are the trends that are going to be evolving 2024 and beyond. Macro trends. Next year, we have an election coming up. That's going to be fun. Yippee! How does that impact the 401k plan? It doesn't. What? What do you mean it doesn't? You're still a fiduciary. The rules don't change. Politics aside. Also, we have, when you think about just global economics, you have baby boomers right now, 10,000 a day reaching age 65. That peaks in 2029. Every baby boomer by the year of 2029 will have officially achieved age 35, age 
65. <laughs> and then we have baby boomers exiting in mass saying, thank you. I've had a lovely career. I'm going to go do things I want to do now. That's amazing. That leads for Gen Xers to take over the reins, older millennials to step into leadership, and our newest 401k participants, Gen Zers, to enter the workforce. So you have to create content with all of that in mind. So we come up with themes every year. Okay. Can you, I'm not trying to steal your secret sauce, sister, but can you give us a couple of examples of some of the things that you do overarching in the content calendar that you create? So Q1 is around fiduciary plan governance. Generally speaking, most retirement plan advisors come into the new year and they talk about what are we doing in the future? How are we reviewing the investments, the IPS, setting this plan up for success? And then what did we do last year or previous years to demonstrate that we're moving in the right direction? Q2 is around employee engagement. So how do we get folks excited? How are we saving? How are we motivating them? How are we teaching them the value of long-term planning? So creating quality habits, financial habits. Q3 this year is going to be around maximizing retirement savings. So tax strategies. What are the tax strategies that business owners can employ so that way they and their team are both winning together? And then the last quarter for Q4 of 2024, which is wild to me, that's like we've already planned it, is around future planning. So what are some of the crystal balls? Secure 2.0 does have some deadlines that take into effect in 2024. 25. So thinking ahead, what are some of those areas that we can spotlight, highlight, and then also looking at what was implemented in 2023, 2024, and then how have those plans taken advantage of it or not? And are there opportunities in there as well? What are some of the things that you have seen in the content that you create that just like phrases, words, hooks, marketing things that just get especially millennials and Gen Z's attention or business owners' attention. Is there anything, I'm not, again, I'm not trying to steal your secret sauce here, but is there anything that like advisors can say, okay, like I get why Rebecca and her team are using this phrase. Can can you give us anything on that? One of the ones next year is meeting your employees where you are. Yeah. Uh, that's a newer term that we've just heard socialized a lot lately. So we're picking up on it, meeting your employees where they are. For taxes are always a big deal for employers. So that, that doesn't change. There's no silver bullet there. There's a couple more that I can't think of off the top of my head. Let's go back to the first part of the message because that's very interesting because it's very, very different than the focus that has been, I think, in the world of marketing previously. Trying to meet people where they're at. No, I don't want you to meet you where you're at. You're supposed to meet me where I'm at. It's that talking to instead of talking with. We talk a lot about that on this podcast, how having a real conversation changes the dynamic and again, that no one trust gets accelerated exponentially when you feel like you're being listened to. But the other thing, which is something I know a lot of advisors, in fact, I've got a friend of mine in Chicago, him and his brother run a, a big firm, and the tax component is always what they lead with in their marketing for their financial planning, even though they're, they're not accountants, but that whole tax favored, the way that they invest is very tax focused. And what a great way to rein in business owners to say, here are some amazing tax opportunities for you and your company in order to take advantage of. Now, in that category specifically, do you provide the content that the advisors then can share to use that attraction method? First part of the question. The second part of the question is, is that material 
good for advisors then to learn from if these advisors aren't as experienced as some of your other so people who only work with 401ks or retirement plans? Sure. Yes, we absolutely have content. We have ongoing different campaigns that are very timely and topical for what's happening today. We also have a content library with has, that has pieces that are more evergreen, so very much like t- retirement planning style topics as well as retirement plan topics, two different two different topic two different categories there. And then we have sales material as well. What do you present in front of a business owner? A pitch deck, a brochure, an overview, like how do you describe your services? Like how do you put value? And I, I that's actually one of the things, two things that came to mind. One is appreciated benefits. That's another term we're using a lot. So how do you get people to appreciate their employee benefits? Appreciate is the key word, the key phrase. And then, oh, value. It's easy to sell cheap it's hard to sell value. And that's the second part of it. And to convey value is actually a very delicate balance. You have to demonstrate visually that this is worth value. And then you have to be able to communicate this is the value of it in a way that advisors can then translate to their business owner. Yeah. So appreciating the benefits. Wow. That's another, what a golden nugget. I think a lot of people don't understand how there's so many things that are and I hate using the word taken for granted, but expected is probably a better way to say that I work, that I should just be expecting these benefits, not knowing that there are many uh, companies that don't offer those. All right. I'm going to ask you my favorite question because we, we've run the whole gambit with all of this already, which is why I was so happy to have you on the show because I knew this was going to be a fun conversation. But what am I missing? Like, what, what should I have asked you that I didn't ask you about your world? A lot of advisors want to be niche advisors. Pick a niche is often recommended from a business perspective. Retirement plan advisors are absolutely niche advisors. That is its own subset. There's technically only around 7,000, 300,000 advisors in the United States of America. Around 7,000 say that they are retirement plan advisors. That is a very small number in terms of specialists. And if anyone's interested in learning how to become a retirement plan advisor, there's a couple of conferences and designations that you can look into. The Napa Summit is the biggest gathering of retirement plan advisors across the country. It's in April of next year. Broadridge FI360 is fantastic. Wealth at Work is a great conference. That's actually where Matt and I first met. And then the Plan Advisor National Conference, all fantastic ways to really just dive in and be like, what is the 401k world? And then from a designation perspective, there's the CA, which is through NAPA. The, and then there's the AIF, which is through Broadridge. And then the CKP designation is a little bit more advanced for folks who have been practicing. Yeah, I know a bunch of advisors who got the AIF right when that came out because the 401ks was their focus, retirement plans was their focus. And I really liked the education. Uh, one of my really good friends showed me some of the stuff that he was learning. And I was like, okay, wow, this is this is good stuff. And it also has one of those buzzwords that a lot of advisors really, which is fiduciary, right? And so that's really nice to have a designation that has the word fiduciary. All right. So Rebecca, I'm sure that there are people who are going to want to know more about who you are, what you do, and how to get in touch with you. What are some ways that they can interact with you and your content in order to make it so they can learn more about how they can start doing this stuff in their own practice? 
please reach out to me directly, Rebecca at 401k-marketing.com. You could visit our website, which is 401k-marketing.com. <laughs> and I'm always on LinkedIn. And you do create some pretty darn freaking amazing content, sister. We really appreciate all the content that you create. Education is the huge component that a lot of people are missing, especially with this. And wow, 300,000 advisors and only 7,000 of them are retirement plan specialists. That's astronomical. And with all of the numbers that you said at the beginning of the show at how this whole marketplace is going to be growing so much, those 7,000 people are going to have to double, triple, maybe even quadruple in order to really manage that level. So the opportunity is unbelievable. All right, Rebecca, thank you so much for your brain. I always appreciate you. I can't wait to see you at another conference. Listen, everybody, just a couple of quick things. Obviously, you need to go ahead and engage a specialist when it's coming to creating content in this niche, right? But if you want to make sure that you're communicating more effectively with your clients and prospects and centers of influence, please go to the Pod Rocket Academy and find out how you can learn how to create some of your own content around your financial services firm, which will partner really well with what they're doing at 401k Marketing to make sure that you are being a complete advisor. So for Rebecca and all of us here at Proudmouth, this is Matt Haller, and we'll see you on the other side of the mic very soon. Thanks for listening to the Top Advisor Marketing Podcast brought to you by Proudmouth. If you want to know more about how you can be your own loud, visit us at proudmouth.com and sign up for the Pod Rocket Academy. Through courses and office hours led by professional podcast producers and digital marketers, you will learn everything you need to know to become the trusted subject matter expert you were meant to be.